Welcome to Vision Forward's Tech Connect Live, connecting you to the world of assistive technology. And now, here are your hosts, Corey and Luke. Uh, a big part of the conference is uh, a lot of uh, assistive technology, a lot of sessions for people who are blind or visually impaired. There's really two components to the conference. There is the sessions. So for Tuesday through Friday, there's a number of sessions throughout the day covering all kinds of topics, but they're really kind of geared for professionals, you know, about pe people who kind of work in the industry less than people like kind of general users. Yeah. Um, and then the second component is the exhibit hall, and that's where all the different vendors of assistive technology set up booths and just show everything they have. And, and it's actually not just assistive technology. Sony is here. Amazon is here. But they, uh, are, they are here to talk about their accessibility features. Ex exactly, yeah. exactly. We yeah. even got a uh, lanyard from the CIA. We did, yeah. The CIA is here <laughs> as well, too. So. So there is the exhibit hall, and that's open to anybody. So we've been on the floor meeting people, talking to vendors, getting a lot of good video footage for upcoming yes, TechConnect videos as well. Yeah. So if anybody's in the Anaheim, California area, or can get here before... Tonight, basically. Tonight, basically yeah. <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> then you'll be able to walk around the exhibit floor. And, or meet uh, us, too. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah. we did have our first uh, selfie request. Someone recognized Luke and I and asked yeah. to do a selfie. So Somebody from Australia. Yeah, I know. It was a, a yeah. bit of a, uh, a ego boost. It was, yeah. yeah I I went, I, that, when we went to dinner, I was like, do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm not waiting 40 minutes. And they said, no, we have no idea. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So, you're now waiting 60 minutes. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, it's uh, it's been a nice time. There's obviously a lot of people here uh, from the industry and a lot of people with visual impairments. So it's always fun to see the hotel lobby filled up with um, you know guide dogs and people with canes yeah. and uh, all of that good stuff. So um, so that's been good. And we have some some industry veterans here. We uh, saw a presentation yesterday with with uh, Mike May, uh, Mike May and. Yep. Uh, and uh and jj, JJ yeah yep. thank you yeah so uh so yes it's been a nice time and we thought we would spend a bit of time today just talking about some of the things that we've seen now we haven't had a ton of time on the in the exhibition hall as of yet and yeah. uh, part of the re well while we've been there we have been filming uh, four upcoming videos, as Corey had said. So we're, I think at the moment, with the amount of footage that we've gathered so far, we have at least two videos um, that we are going to be releasing, yeah. um, which are covering the various different things that we've seen. And we've been lucky in a, uh, being able to get uh, people who work for the various assistive technology companies to talk to us about their new and exciting products. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, we just thought we'd give you a bit of a sneak preview today. Yeah, and I mean, we're gonna, we have a number of things to talk about, but as Luke said, we don't have like tons of information because it, you know the floor isn't really geared to like sit down and have an extensive conversation. You you get hands-on, you get a quick overview. So we're going to be kind of more, I don't want to say introducing things, but we're not, we're just going to be kind of talking uh, maybe a higher level versus kind of yeah. diving deep into, you know, we're, all the stuff. We're going to be giving an overview on a number, oh, a a number of different things. If anybody has questions as we go, as always, you can uh, go ahead and put anything into the chat that you would like to. And I see that some people already have done, so we'll check out that in a second. Corey, we don't have a joke uh, for today, sadly. Um, no, no, I don't. Let me see. Can we, let, okay, let me see if I can come up with one really quick. <laughs> this should be based on uh, where we are. <laughs> um, okay, I got one. Go. 
what when, what did I say when I woke up this morning and opened up the uh, opened up the the drapes? You said. I see the sun. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's my joke. Yeah, I kind of wish that was true because sadly we haven't yeah. seen the sun for yeah. a few days here. Let's see uh, what we have. <laughs> but I'm, I'm guessing, uh, I'm guessing Paul and Paula have put in a better joke. Yeah. So than uh, I've from come up with. Uh, from Paula, uh, we have a joke. Thank okay. you, Paula. How do you know someone would be good with Microsoft Office? I repeat, how do you know? If someone would be good with Microsoft Office, Corey. If they sweet, sweet, they have a sweeter program. I don't know. <laughs> I got, I got nothing. Yeah, they always excel. Oh, that's pretty good. Now, I don't know which sound effects we're going to do. Get the bottom here. right. Oh, a good one. Yeah, there you go. That I, was... I didn't even hear that in my oh, headphones. Nice. That was a good sound. <laughs> Let me. I'm going to do it again. Hey. Okay. Good job. Thank you very much, Paul. Hold on, your mic just got... Oh, sorry, I may have just cranked my mic accidentally. There we go. There we go. All right, um, <laughs> so Dr. Douglas says five by five. I think that's in reference to our audio being okay. Yeah, so, I think so. Thank you, Doug. Um, uh, also, Paul says sound is good. Shirley, hi, guys. Nice and loud and clear. Thank you very Doug. much. Svetlana says can't wait to see those videos. So, uh, yes, hopefully we are hoping. Um, so we have Jonathan on our call today, and Jonathan is our uh, video editor and producer. Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. And uh, he's going to be putting together the videos. Now, normally he has a couple of weeks to put together a video but we've we're gonna challenge him with this one and try <laughs> yeah. try and get one out within a week five from when days we get back. well yeah. within five days yeah so yeah. uh corey is going to be flying back from the conference uh tomorrow yep and uh, he's going to take the footage back with him and so we're hoping that jonathan will be able to fire on all cylinders and get something out by the end of that week so that'll be saturday basically. saturday yeah we have a new release schedule uh saturdays are when a video has come out yep so he's yeah. got yeah monday to saturday so jonathan godspeed and, uh, <laughs> everybody please send your good your good wishes over to him um yes so then we should i think probably then have the second part out two weeks after that is yeah, probably about, about yeah. that. Maybe, uh, yeah, we might. Yeah, or maybe even. I think before. we talked about maybe. Well, whatever. Yes, yeah. we will have two videos, and they will release on our YouTube channel. They will. Yeah, <laughs> so, at some point, and they will be yeah, about. Something. We make no promises after that. Yep. Uh, Lynn asks, which celebrity is always ready for cereal? For some reason, my my mind went to Miley Cyrus, but that's I mean, that wow. makes no sense. Okay. Uh, I actually know this one. Oh, Jonathan, popping it. All right, go for it, Jonathan. What is it? Uh, I believe it could be uh, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, oh, that's a pretty good one. Uh, yes, Reese Witherspoon. Thank you, Reese Lynn. Reese with a spoon. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Right. That, is, uh, like that is way too high a quality for our show, Lynn. So <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you very much. As, uh, like I say, if anybody else has anything to say in the chat, then please go ahead. And do forgive us if our um, show is uh, less, what's the word I want to say here? Well, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but yeah. really being in a hotel in California on yeah. bad internet and yeah. not in our normal gear, yeah. is it really different than what happens back at the <laughs> studio? I mean, honestly. Well, I was just going to say, because uh, we went out last night with, uh, oh, we did. with Sam from The Blind Life. Yep. Had a very nice time. We we went to a Mexican joint. We did. It was very and, good. Uh, enjoyed some food. So good that we might go back. So good that we might go back tonight. 
Um, and uh, I personally woke up at uh, five thirty this morning for some reason. And yeah, I've been awake since then. So yeah, now cool. I know some people get up at five thirty out of choice. That is true. I'm not that person. <laughs> I, I'm not sure why they do that out of choice. <laughs> exactly. but yeah, some people do. Although to be fair, I guess five thirty here is really seven thirty back in uh, in Wisconsin. That's true. So, yeah, yeah, the CDT. Mm-hmm. As we, yes, thank you. Yes, that's a, thank you to Jim. Thank you to Jim. CDT. Yes, yes. Anyway, it's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, We're not CSC anymore. Yeah, 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 we are CDT. Yeah. I actually before before Jim even said. Uh, anyways. I didn't know the difference. I really, yeah, I've seen yeah. CST and CDT and yeah. never really put two and two together. Yeah. So, if anybody and else knows, degree, if so. anybody else knows the difference, please put it in the chat. <laughs> All right. So, Corey, yes. our first thing that we will talk about. Um, these are in no particular order, by the way. These are just the order that we thought of them this morning. Yes. So, we went to a presentation. We did. By a very... Well, you don't even know what I'm going to talk about yet. <laughs> but we did go to a presentation. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> we wasn't went, a lie. <laughs> we went to a presentation from a very nice gentleman. Uh-huh. And uh, he told us all about a program called Morphic. Oh, yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah, Corey, what is Morphic and why do we care? So, a couple interesting things. So, Morphic is a small open source utility. So, it's completely free that you can install on your Windows or Mac computer. And you have to help me, Luke, because it, it, it was a bit visual, but yes. my understanding is what, what it does is it doesn't have its own accessibility features built in. Like it doesn't have its own magnifier or its own speech. Yeah. But what it does is it brings all of the built-in magnification, uh, built-in accessibility to the forefront on this like morphic bar yes. that just shows up anywhere you're at. So rather than what he was really pushing was your users don't ever have to go to the control panel. What's the control panel? What's ease? Well, they don't even call it ease of access. What is it? accessibility now? now yeah. So basically, it just allows you to access all of those features without getting lost in the control panel or the accessibility window. Yep, you right. absolutely nailed okay. it. So, yeah, it's um, it's uh, an interface for the accessibility built into your PC or Mac, as Corey said, and um, it basically presents you with a floating bar. And that floating bar has certain buttons on it. So, for example, there is a, a text size buttons. And using the plus and minus on the text size buttons will essentially um, increase or decrease the screen resolution to make everything bigger or smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, th- it's a little bit misleading that because on the Windows side, text size in the accessibility options is, actually does something slightly different. But um, anyway, pressing those buttons on the morphic bar will increase the size of everything or decrease the size of everything. Um, we also have a speech output options and actually they have done something custom on the Windows side. They did, they cobbled, it sounded like they cobbled some stuff together, but yes, yes you're right. Yeah, so on the, the Windows side, they actually created a uh, select to speak, I'm going to call it. Or, yeah, yeah which, which is already, is the way that it works on Mac already, um, but basically um, they have made it on the Windows side so that you can highlight text and then hit a play button and it will read the highlighted text. And, and while it's reading, then a bar shows up for you to chain turtle and rabbit and all that kind of stuff well too. actually that was on the mac was side. that only that the was, mac yeah because okay. that's already functionality built Got into it. the mac Got yeah it. okay um but um on the windows side it doesn't normally work by highlighting but they have made it so it does so that there is parity between the two different versions yeah and so that was pretty nice um the other two things that i really liked about it is number one you can create custom buttons so if you uh, always go to gmail 
or you always, um, I don't know, uh, have a, you know, he, he mentioned that some people struggle when they plug in a USB flash drive to find the flash drive. You could have a button that just goes right to it for you. Yeah. And then the other thing what, with those buttons, what was so cool is that you could go to a website, create those buttons, and then it got pushed to that user. So if you were supporting a friend or family member or whatever, you could create those custom buttons and it gets pushed to that user so you don't actually have to be on their computer. So I thought that was really cool. Yep, definitely. Yeah, so there's some customizability there. Um, some of the other shortcut buttons that come included with it is uh, just some different color modes. So there's like a, uh, there's a button to turn on and off the high contrast mode. There's a button to um, turn on uh, for, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, color blindness. Oh, color. Color blindness. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the color filters. There's also a button to um, uh, not turn on the high contrast mode, but turn on some of the different uh, color uh, themes and stuff like that. So that's the stuff that comes with it automatically. But as Corey said, you can create these custom buttons, and uh, those can be created remotely for other people. And um, so obviously, those would be created by somebody with a little bit more um, computer skill. Yeah, I'm um, curious if that piece is accessible. We're going to have to test question, that. Because yeah. he did say something about dragging the bar did, actually, button onto right. the bar. But, yeah. but he did, somebody did ask, you know, okay, obviously this is a little bit geared towards low vision users. Yeah. But he said it's 100% keyboard accessible. He so did. Yep. even if you're a low vision user, but from a screen reader standpoint, I'd be curious what. Maybe some of the custom buttons could be uh, helpful, but obviously some of those other buttons from a screen reader standpoint wouldn't make a heck of a lot of sense. But yeah, so uh, uh, do some testing though. It seemed like a really nice thing. I mean, it's free. It works on Mac, which is which is uh, cool because there isn't a lot of kind of third party stuff. Yeah, there. Uh, it works on um, PC, and it just makes accessing the accessibility um, just that little bit easier. Um, so we thought, yeah, it definitely has a lot of utility, and it's something that yeah. we're going to do a video on. I think. Uh, yeah, either yeah. A video, for sure a video, maybe a Tech Connect Live, depending on. We haven't had a chance to really test it yet, but again, being open source and completely free. I think it makes a lot of, it's kind of a, one of those ingenious ideas where it's like, yeah, built-in accessibility is there, but you forget sometimes how hard it can be for people to find that. You could say, oh, yeah. well, Windows has magnification, don't worry about it. Yeah, but getting to it, turning it on, uh, so being able to have this morphic, I, I think, could be pretty huge for people. Yeah, because uh, here's an example. I had a client a couple of days ago, and um, I was talking about Windows accessibility with them, mm -hmm. and I printed them off our usual handout, yeah. and at the start of the handout, it says, um, this is for Windows 10, so it says, in order to find all of these features, press the Windows key, type in ease of yep. access, press yep. enter, okay, and you'll be taken to where they all are. And her question was, What's the Windows key? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it just goes to show that there is definitely a need there. Now, uh, Hannah says, "How is that different from the Google Read and Write extension?" And I have to admit, I haven't tried the Google Read and Write extension. I assume that works in the Chrome browser. I was going to say, is that Chrome? That, is that that extension is going to show up only in Chrome Windows, Hannah? Or is, I mean, I don't think that's. Um I don't think that's uh, operating system wide where this morphic bar is everywhere. It doesn't matter what program you're in. Yeah, so um, correct us if we're wrong there, yeah, Hannah. But, um, but yeah, this is, a, this is a system wide thing. It's not a browser specific thing. Um, so uh, yeah, if you want to check it out, um, I'm not sure what the direct URL is, but if you just search for morphic, hmm, open source. Yeah, we do yeah. Mor morphic low vision. You'll low probably vision. find yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Stu, um, if I'm not mistaken, the gentleman that presented and really developed it, is, it's all um, 
through grants and charity That's and stuff, right, but yeah. he's from the University of Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his Greg was his name. Oh, well remembered. Uh, yeah, Greg yeah. Van. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I, I think it's. I think the University of Maryland is sort of part of this as well, too. But yeah, um, that was uh, one concern. And thank you, Jonathan's put a link. Um, actually, though, uh, yeah, Jonathan, you might want to because you you sent that to hosts and panelists. So uh, send it again, Jonathan, and make sure you send it to everyone. Um, a link to the to the website there, which is just morphic.org. Oh, who would have guessed? Yeah, no, right. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, our only concern with it was that. Um, was that because it's free and open source, and that's great, but then it's relying on funding. So then what happens yeah. if that funding disappears and somebody has, uh, has uh, come to rely on this, you know, yeah. this thing? Yeah. Um, that could potentially cause them problems in the future. But, I mean, I guess you could say that about anything. That's really. true about yeah. Every, yeah. yeah, ZoomText, JAWS, exactly, I, mean, yeah. I mean, even Windows. Even I, Windows. I, to a certain extent, it's probably not, I mean, really not going anywhere. But You would, you would certainly hope not. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that was our first thing. We thought it was really cool. We didn't know about it before we came to the conference. So uh, that was definitely worth checking out. Okay, next on the list, Corey. Yes. Something that we took a look at yesterday and filmed some footage of. Yeah. We have the Graffiti, the Graffiti Plus, and unknown Windows 11 device yeah. from uh, Orbit Research. Yeah, so Orbit Research has been around for uh, for a while. Their their big one was the Orbit uh, Braille writer, or Braille display that they kind of worked on with, I believe it was APH at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, they have the Orbit Writer that's been around for a while, a little kind of Braille-ish keyboard that you can Bluetooth to your phone. Um, now what they've done is they've got the Orbit Graffiti and Graffiti Plus, and basically this is a full tactile graphic display. And, you know, I'll be honest, as I'm not a strong Braille user at all, so some of these Braille displays sort of are over my head, and then this is like a whole nother level, but... Basically, it is just a big tablet, a big, I mean, multi-cell braille display, multi-line braille display that has the ability to, sh to display graphics. So, for example, he was saying how you could, you know, grab an image or grab a chart from online, throw it on an SD card, pop it in, and instantly you've got a tactile representation of that picture or chart right on your display. There's no translation going on. You don't have to send it through another computer program or anything like that. It's all happening right on the display. I think another cool use case is like thinking about showing maps too. So you yeah. could look at maps. He mentioned that the each pin has five different height that it can be. Yep. And because of that, not only can they display 2D, uh, but they can also do 3D because the, the, the pins can be... Uh, at different heights so it can represent 3d objects yep being uh and, and the other a couple other things you can one of the things i really liked about it too is that you can the pins are strong enough so you can keep your hand on the display as it's changing and you might think well what, like what, what is that uh, you know great well what does that mean but if you think about it if you're kind of feeling something and changes take place and you don't have to remove your hand you can feel those changes take place real time versus lifting your hand, letting the pins create the new image and then bringing your hand back down and then trying to figure out what the difference is. Being able to feel those happening real time 
is really cool. Now you could have a an, you could have an image like a, a GIF or something like that, for yep. example, which has some some movement in it, and you might be able to interpret you know the movement in yep. the image there, whatever it might be. It's yeah. got HDMI input as well and output. But for input, for example, you can connect it to your iPhone and then get a tactile representation of like your home screen and things like that right on the display. Pretty clever. The difference between the Graffiti and the Graffiti Plus, uh, which I didn't know, which is, I'm glad we, I asked, uh, Vankish? Vankish, yes. Um, Basically, so so tactile graphic displays and traditional Braille displays are different. Mm -hmm. You can't, uh, one display can't do both. So the Graffiti is strictly the tactile graphic, where the Graffiti Plus is the tactile graphic but then also has a 20 cell braille display built in as well so mm-hmm. you get both uh both the, a traditional braille display and a uh graphic display because yeah, he said that with the actual graphing part then the the uh, pins are equidistant from each other whereas with the actual uh, braille display part um then th- that doesn't work for if you're reading braille yes um so that was uh, that, that was pretty interesting um, yeah, an example that he sh- that he showed to me was uh, an envelope, oh, and yeah, right. uh, yeah. So basically, with the envelope, the um, the kind of the pointed fold part, you know, you know, yeah. you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, that part was raised higher on the pins than uh, the the uh, outside of the yeah. envelope. So you could kind of, you know, you could kind of feel that uh, that pointed part, and it stood out more and stuff like that. Yeah, it was um, very cool. Yeah, really, really interesting piece of technology, and I can see a lot of potential uses, uh, especially in a school. Uh, yes, I think I that's where yeah. you really see it. But I mean, I guess for working professionals as well, if you're having yeah. to deal with a lot of charts and that's stuff true. like that. That's yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, only downside, Corey, was? Uh, graffiti was $15,000, and yeah. the Graffiti Plus is $18,000. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. You want to check your mic for a sec? No, I, think rub, really. rub, I think it's rubbing. Is it? Yeah. Ooh. Getting a bunch of rubby rub. Um, the other orbit thingy jobber, <laughs> that's what that's actually the name for. Because <laughs> it could be, as we, as we, we know. can't remember the name, was a Windows 11 tablet with a Braille display and keyboard built in. Yeah. I shouldn't say built in per se, but it was... Um, it was so you know so what was kind of interesting about it is you could just use it comes with nvda you know already configured both on the speech and braille side of it but he was talking about and you're gonna have to tell me because i forgot to ask you but i think i know he was talking about shelves that could be put on it for like individuals who prefer the note-taking experience versus a full. Yeah. Windows. Now, when yeah. he said shell, he's Not talking software. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's what yeah. I, I think. Yeah. At first, I was thinking he was talking about hardware shells where you could right. kind of change it. But then as we talked, I assumed it was software, but I just wanted to confirm. Svetlana tells us it's called Optima. So thank you for oh, that, that's right. yeah. 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 And so this was really cool, too, because I, I like I like this uh, this thought of... Hey, here's a Windows 11 machine, which you, it was very configurable from processor to memory, and not only that, but even the hardware. What, you know, did you want USB-C? Did you want USB-A? You had all those choices, which was really cool. But I like this idea then of like, hey, here's a straight advanced Windows 11, go for it. Or, hey, I'm more of a note-taking kind of person, give me a more simplified shell kind of, so I, I mail, 
you know, calendar, whatever, so yep. it's simplified to use. But then you sort of graduate, if you choose to, you can get rid of that shell and go into sort of the, the whole Windows 11 as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It was uh, physically, uh, it looked like a you know Braille note taker, uh, but just with a full uh, keyboard on it. Yeah. And there was an HDMI out as well, so you could connect it to a screen. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, the whole point is you don't need to do that. Um, and it was a really neat uh, computing solution. I thought. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's one of those things where you'd have to kind of get it to test performance and all of that stuff. I know you're 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 very strict. Uh, you know. Well, Jaws can just be a hog sometimes, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, like yeah. the idea. You know, I we we've seen these before. We've, I mean, we've. I, I remember having a pocket PC from GW Micro mm -hmm. t over 20 years ago, probably at this point. And it usually, and even some of the pack mates and stuff, yeah. they were always good. But the problem was they were always two-year-old hardware by yeah. the time yeah. they released it. Yeah. And, and I understand why. But these seem now that we're using mainstream, both this one and then remember the Insight Plus. Mm -hmm. So that was that comp. I think it was Insight, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. That was that other the Insight One they used to have, and then remember that's the same similar Braille display, built-in tablet kind of piece. Yeah. And then he said, you know, the Insight One had performance issues, and now the Insight that's Plus right, has yeah. an i7 that's processor. Right, that's right. That's so there's right. another. That's yeah. another version of this too. And again, that's always my biggest worry is. When you buy a specialized device like that, if it's underpowered from the get-go, it's just you're just a downhill battle. Then yep. I mean, yep. you know. Yeah. Um, he did also say you can remove Windows and put Linux. Linux. Yeah, on it as well, I know. So, uh, yeah. I know that was pretty I said, interesting. I said, that's I said, cool. Yeah, that's you cool, can thanks. do that. Yeah, you yeah, can exactly. do that. <laughs> thanks for the offer. Um, uh, Doug asks if uh, you can access the Morphic bar with Jaws, and Jonathan very handily puts in the chat here that uh, Morphic supported screen reader is JAWS NVDA and VoiceHub. Um, so there you there go. But I don't know how much you would want to do that because it is geared toward low vision uh, users. Yeah, I, I'm excited to get back to the office. I want to install it because mm -hmm. I just, I'm curious again, if, is, it, is it the shortcut buttons? Although you could probably just do that via uh, desktop I, or I very or much wonder what the shortcuts are and if they're Ooh. customizable. Well, it sure seemed like they were pretty customizable like to be able to create one that goes you know creating one to a website's pretty easy not those i'm talking about actually like the shortcut keys for carrying out the different uh, functions you know? yeah i just kind of wonder what those are yeah yeah and whether they're customized and that's always hard because they so many times they're interrupting with yeah, yeah, screen things, yeah. yeah, the I'll only thing, uh, just going back to the Morphic for a second, the only thing that was a little bit weird is the Morphic bar itself was actually kind of small, which defeats the purpose, really. I mean, yeah, and, yeah. and somebody, somebody asked, like, yeah. is that, uh, can we change that? And as of right now, he said no, right. but it's well, not actually, like it was... Well, if you use the text size buttons, because it resizes everything, the Morphic oh, bar well, does get bigger, okay. but... Okay. Yeah, it's not exactly I think ideal. he said they were working on that, though, didn't they? I think they were gonna. Uh, yeah, that gonna, I mean, that seems like a natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you would have thought they would have made it a little larger. Uh, yeah. Um, another button on the Morphic bar was to turn on the magnifier as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, if you wanted to access further options, so the magnifier, for example, when he clicked the button, it was in lens mode um, on the Windows side yeah. there. Uh, but if you right-clicked on that magnifier button, then you could actually choose some other things. You know, so you could put it into yeah. full screen mode. Or, and I think that was whatever. true for all of the button. They yeah. all worked the same way, right? click yeah. any of the buttons and then there was like a settings or a, you know yeah so if you wanted if you to wanted to dive in a little bit further you could but you didn't yeah. need to all right next thing Boom, we have is the want... compact eight not too much to say about this one uh but we thought we'd mention it anyway so uh we stopped by the vispero booth yep and took a look at what they have now vispero is 
the juggernaut. Yeah, the biggest assistive <laughs> technology company um, for low vision and blindness stuff out there, as far as I'm aware. I think they are. Yeah, I mean, I mean maybe there's something else in Asia. I guess it depends what you mean by biggest. Yeah, yeah but but they they bought a bunch of other people. They bought a bunch of other people. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of companies belong to Vispero at this point. Now, um, they so we had a look at their booth, but they didn't really have anything that struck us as being particularly new. No, I yeah. don't, no, nothing special outside of that. Yeah, so yeah. the only thing that we saw that we hadn't, that I weren't aware of was the Compact 8. Um, so um, this is from the Optilex side of, of Vispero. Um, it's just an eight inch portable magnifier, so no, not too much to talk about yeah. there. Um, if, if you are familiar with the Compact 10, um, that's a really great device. The Compact 10 is a 10 inch um, fully touch screen device. But the thing about the Compact 10 is it has a camera that folds out of the top and that camera can be used for full page OCR yeah. and also used for writing underneath. That's the Compact 10. The Compact 8 unfortunately does not have that. So all you are left with really is a, an 8 inch portable magnifier with, um, uh, with two things which mark it out somewhat. One of those things is image quality. Um, they made a big deal about trying to read um, text. Dynamic contrast. Oh, well done. Is what they call it. Yeah. 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 Um, so trying to read, let's say you have poor contrast in the text you're trying to read, right? You've got black text on a blue background, something like that. And um, a traditional electronic magnifier is struggling to make that clear in the high contrast modes. It's all just washed out or whatever. whatever. So with this, uh, with this device, then it basically has some algorithmic processing that ensures that that doesn't happen. Yeah. So I don't know how much of an issue that and is. And it worked pretty general. well, though. It worked really well. Although, like you said, in real life, how often yeah, does like it happen? Yeah, how But he had a magazine. I, I forget what the colors were, but there was a paragraph of text. The colors were a little bit funky. He tried one of their other electronic magnifiers, and it, it you know washed out all the text. He couldn't see anything. And then he put this uh, Compact 8 on there, and yeah, it was uh, it was perfectly uh, clear. So so that was good. And the quality of the image in general was excellent. Color yeah. reproduction, fantastic. So Optilect um, usually does a pretty good job. Yeah. So Both build quality and... Yeah, I would agree. You know, yeah, design and and everything, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so uh, that was that, and then the other unique feature, unique, unique feature uh, in quotes, is the yeah. uh, the panning. So they have live panning. Um, we've seen this in other devices as well, um, but it does work well. So when you're in the live magnification mode, um, if you're at the lowest magnifica magnification, you can't do any panning. But if you zoom in, uh, now you can pan to the extent of the camera's field of view just using your finger on the touch screen. Um, and the field of view with the camera is, is pretty good. Yeah. So um, it is practical to some extent to, but you're not gonna read across an entire line of a yeah, and a half Yeah, you can't see a, the whole. Yeah, because yeah. Basically, I would assume whatever it sees at lowest mag is how is you what you're gonna, pan. Yeah, is exactly. how much you're gonna be able to, yeah. Yeah, so we've seen this We've seen this type of feature before with uh, other devices, but uh, anyway, it's a nice little magnifier. If, if you're in the market for, you know, a mid-sized um, uh, electronic magnifier, um, you could definitely do a lot worse than going for that, and, but nothing too exciting. And I think they said, I can't remember now, did they, I think they already, they have a compact six and, or seven and nine or something. It's this, this eight is replacing two current compacts yeah, uh, and I forget now the six right, yeah. for sure but I can't remember if the other one I think it was a seven they or have a, a compact seven yeah I don't know why you have a six seven eight but <laughs> <laughs> at this point but yeah anyways it's it sounds like it's replacing that yeah. in their lineup is it oh yeah I don't remember 
What's it? Have the they first? released it? Uh, yeah, available. I thought yeah. so. Okay. I thought so. Um, so, if you're interested in that, then you can go check, check it, out. it out. Did I? Uh, yeah, I tried to find it on the website. I don't know, maybe it hasn't released actually because I tried to find it on the website so I could show it, um, but uh, it wasn't on the website. Yet. So, okay. yeah, so maybe it actually hasn't released yet. I don't think we asked retail. We didn't ask a price on that one either. No. Well, the com so the Compact 10 was $15.95. Okay. That was for the, the version that read, yeah. which was a good price actually for full I page so. OCR and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. but, but then uh, they increased the prices. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not 100% sure what that is, but I would expect that this one would be a few hundred yeah. dollars cheaper. All right. For the next one. Sure. What time is it? Uh, time? We've still got 25 minutes, so we've got plenty of time. Uh, Patriot Voice EZ. Yeah, so oh, did you find it easy to use? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't actually end up getting hands on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this one was a stand This is a standalone OCR device. Um, and really, they kind of went back to a really traditional EZ type mode. It really just had three button, three big dials on it. One did your speed, one did your volume, and the last one. Was a play pause? Yeah, so we have yeah, a, I think so. a button that you can push to uh, do the scan, a pause play button. We have a, a button that will do spelling, and then you can also change the uh, way that it's reading. You can change the voice. You can skip backward and forward. Like each yeah. button does different stuff depending on if you turn it, if you press it, yeah. and so on and so forth. And one of the, a couple of cool things I liked about it was um, you just put a piece of paper down on the tray, and it instantly uh, recognized it and auto took the picture. And it was almost instantaneous from the time it took captured the image to starting to read, and it was quite accurate. So for somebody looking for a standalone OCR device, there isn't a whole lot of them on the market. The Smart, H, Smart Reader HD from uh, Enhanced Vision. Mm -hmm. This one... Um, Clear, yeah, is Clear Reader, do they still have? I think so. Okay. So, there, yeah. I mean, there's a few out there, but it, it looks pretty good, according to John Palmer from Patriot. If Einstein was here, he would have said it was genius. He would agree that it was genius. <laughs> yeah, yep. he would have agreed it was genius. <laughs> um, but, but it did. It, it, again, it, the, it was very quick to, to capture the image. It was good, good accurate. Um, other than that, I mean... I, I'm not. I'm not poo-pooing the device at all. It's just. It's a standalone OCR device. Yeah, it it well, does what it does, and it does it well. You say that. You say that. But I do think because traditionally those standalones, like leaving the OCAM aside as, yeah. as its own device, those standalones, you've had to sit there and wait while they process the. That's image. actually. I guess you're right. Now yeah. that I think back, to even the smart reader, yeah, it makes its little wait. blinker sound. Exactly. And you're right. It is a good. 15, 20 seconds where this was instantaneous. Yeah. So you're right, that does stand it apart pretty Yeah, good. I think even just from that point of view, it's yeah. worthwhile. Um, they did have a previous OCR device, which I forget the name of, but it was exactly the same style of chassis. Yeah. Um, but what they had with that one is they essentially had like a smartphone, which was the display for the device. Yeah. And uh, they had little cutouts so you could kind of reach through and press uh, on the smartphone and, and it did different things. Um, but that one was significantly more complex. Yeah. Um, there was more you could do with it. It had Alexa built in for some reason. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Which I don't, because, yeah, I don't know that you could trigger it to take a picture. No, not with Alexa, no. But you could, <laughs> uh, I guess you could ask it what the Maybe. window was. I have no idea. I suppose they added it because it was a smartphone and they could. Yeah, and they could. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's really yeah. what it came down to. Yeah. Um, but that device, anyway, that one yeah, had significantly more going on with it, but yeah. it was also significantly more complicated. Uh, whereas with this, one it's, it's definitely and, being designed to be simple and i think that makes sense because I, I i'm not stereotyping or pigeonholing but most people who are looking for a standalone ocr device 
are individuals who are not super tech savvy, who yeah. don't want a complex thing. So having a complex standalone OCR solution just didn't, to me, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, and maybe that's why they introduced yeah. a simple one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, well, they did listen we get a price on that? I forget. Uh, 20... 25? I'm yeah, twenty three, sure twenty five, something like that. I think like it's twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Actually, let me just check. Something it's right in that area. Yeah. Web page. Uh, they say it is two thousand four hundred. Two oh twenty five ninety five. Ah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So close enough. Uh, but yeah, I I don't really have a lot of experience with Patriot products. So if anybody uh, in the chat does, then feel free to yeah. to let us know um, uh, what they're like in terms of you know longevity, in terms of build quality, and uh, so on and so forth. Um, I have seen the Patriot Viewpoint at a conference before, which yeah. is uh, essentially an Iris Vision ripoff, but it really uh, I, I really did think it was quite good. So yeah. uh, hopefully that means wearable magnification device. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that means in general their products are good, but mm -hmm. not not having a lot of experience i wouldn't like to say for sure, sure. Uh, i will say john palmer was uh was an entertaining was. entertaining guy <laughs> I, mr palmer mr palmer and we do have uh, we have footage of that one as well for our um video yeah that we'll see it coming we'll be up. releasing yeah i think we have uh, footage on all all of these i think so far oh yeah. except we don't have the compact eight yet actually oh no that's we didn't get permission yet yeah um there's uh, a chat from uh, youtube live stream Thoughts about ChatGPT4's new image reading capabilities? Be my eyes also playing with uh, GPT4. Uh, Stefan, we have we have no thoughts about that at the moment, but um, that is definitely something that we might take a look yeah, at. Yeah, we'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, we did uh, release our uh, video on ChatGPT, uh, but that was GPT3, I believe. Um, I think so. Yeah, so... Um, that's we'll, something that we'll we, have to go uh, take, a we will take a look at. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the question. Jim says the Alexa feature in the Patriot Plus, that was the name of the other one, obviously, is not well designed. You cannot log into your personal Amazon account, so it often gives the weather for some place in California. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, if you checked that right now, it would say the weather wasn't so very why, good. I mean, what's the point of having if it's not your own personal? Like uh, that? <laughs> I guess you can ask you questions. I guess. I guess. Um, maybe a... he plays radio stations? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Do you want to jump to good? Uh, yes. Maps, just for time-wise? Yes. Okay. So we uh, we also sat in on a conference. We, we said we sat in on a session with Mike May and yep. J.J. Meadow. And mm -hmm. what they were talking about, Mike May, uh, if you're not uh, familiar with Michael May, he has been in the uh, navigation business for, I don't even know what he said, 30 years or more. Yeah. You might He, he started Sendero, uh, which were really the leading GPS provider for people who are blind or visually impaired. He had moved uh, to, I thought he was with Ira for a bit, but I might be wrong on that one. I think he mentioned one. that in the yeah. yeah. But anyways, he is now uh, working, he's now running a company called Good Maps. And basically what uh, he's... No, I don't think he's running it though. He said he was the chief evangelist. That's okay. You're yeah, right. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He's yeah. Part, part of it. Yeah, I should say right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and basically what they're doing, what Good Maps is doing is they're focusing on indoor navigation. So... When we look at the indoor navigation, well, first of all, when we look at outdoor navigation, we're obviously working with with satellites. Sorry, that was my. That's okay. We're working with uh, satellites, uh, and as long as you're outside getting satellite uh, connection, you're going to get GPS and location and all that good stuff. But as soon as we go into a building, we lose that connection to the satellite, so now we have no, you know, there is no navigation that can be done. So for years and years now, we've been trying to figure out, we, as in I'm part of it, years <laughs> and years they've been trying to figure out what to do for indoor navigation. And, and if I'm not mistaken, there's really three ways they do navigation right now. 
And now I'm gonna, and I've, oh, I we have the uh, beacons. Uh, so one is using beacons. So this is a, a number of individuals. You might remember Apple released iBeacons. These are little devices that can be placed and they're usually running off of uh, Bluetooth LE or low energy. Uh, and so as you walk by the beacons, they'll give you information and blah, blah, blah. So that's one way of doing it. The other way was doing... We have Wi-Fi signal? That was, was that how they were? Yeah, that you're, that you're right. I think yeah. they were using, uh, trying to scan Wi-Fi networks and then kind of get your location within a building through the Wi-Fi. And then the last one that they're doing, which is what Good Maps has been doing, mm -hmm. is using LiDAR. Yes. So LiDAR has been around for a while now. You saw it first in uh, an automated cars. Uh, it was added to Android and iPhone devices and basically LiDAR gives you uh, m way more information, distance and things like that. So what Good Maps does is they come into a location. For example, they came here to the Marriott uh, Hotel where CSUN is on Monday and they come in with a handheld device and they scan and walk through the entire building. And that what they're doing is scanning everything, scan ceilings, walls, uh, floor, everything. They're just scanning, scanning, scanning. And then all that gets uploaded to their servers. Their engineers work on it really quick to make a accurate map and uh, label different uh, locations and all that. And then as long as you have your Good Maps uh, app, which is free, and you come to a building that's been scanned, you're now going to get indoor navigation based off of those LiDAR scans. Yeah, so you have to hold your phone up uh, in front of you, I believe. Yeah, almost yep. as if you're using Be My Eyes or Ira. You yes. need that camera pointing out in front of you, your, yep. your rear camera, so your rear camera can see where you are. And, and, and what I'm guessing it's doing, I mean, this has to be the way it's doing it, is that in real time, that camera sees where it is and then bases and then compares it to the scan yes. and then tells you where you are and gives you step-by-step -step directions walk I 50 would've. feet turn left you know so you can choose for example they have um labeled all the exhibit booths mm -hmm. here and so you could choose a specific booth and get directions straight to it from wherever you are yeah so the idea is with this is it would be free to users the expense would be on the behalf of the locations themselves. Correct. Um, so if uh, a hotel wanted to yeah. map everything, then they would have to pay and uh, so on and so forth. And then um, there were some people, so Corey and I, Corey's downloaded the app, but we, we haven't tried it yet, but we yeah. are going to try it today and uh, possibly shoot some footage for a video on it. Yep. Um, but um, some people in the audience uh, who spoke up um, basically said that it had been taking them around in circles. So. <laughs> yeah, walk 50 feet, turn around, walk yeah. 50 feet, turn around. So, yeah. uh, but, but, but I know that it, it you know, I mean, and I'm interested to try it because I know, you know, there has been people who have said it works great. I mean, yeah. Michael was talking about uh, a, a mall up in, in Canada where it was done and he was shopping independently, cruising around. Do so bear in mind though, Corey, he is the chief evangelist. He is the chief. I mean, it's not, <laughs> most evangelists aren't going to be like, this is, doesn't work at all. Exactly. But Michael may, again, I, I, I feel like there's a little bit of credibility there too. Like yeah. he's been in it for so long, he's not going to waste his time with a, something that doesn't work. But yes. I'll be curious to check it out. I, I want to see how, how, how accurate and how, how well it works. Um, I think it's a really cool, you know, for, for an organization to get scanned, he said you also have, so one of the upsides to doing LiDAR versus beacons or, or especially Wi-Fi as well, Wi-Fi is really the worst out of all of them. It just, there's no, 
no ac- there, not a lot of there accuracy. is another method as well okay um, the, which is using the not the QR codes, but the the next generation. Oh of QR yeah, codes, yeah. Uh, uh, gosh, I want Biddy Maps. Biddy something like that. Yeah, yes, like Navi Lens uses yes. that. Because exactly. we did, we went to a presentation uh, where some people were talking about yes. some of those solutions. Yeah, also. yeah. So what's nice about the the lidar solution is that. There is nothing. There's really no upkeep. I mean. Yeah. Once they come in and scan, there's no hardware that's left to be upkept. The, the, the as the the really the only time <clears throat> something needs to be changed is if actual construction happens and in, in build you know or if walls. The, the room use changes. But if the room use changes, yep. the the uh, location yep. has access to a dashboard where they just go in themselves and change those those names of the room mm-hmm. so that's awesome so you you know you can just go in as your you know it doesn't cost you any money you have uh, that dashboard but again obviously if you tear down walls and re and, and remodel then you're gonna have to come I in would, scan i would pop. suggest though even if it's a, uh, just a case of accessing a dashboard and changing room names yeah you still get the question of who's responsible oh, for no all question. that and do they remember no. to do it Ex- no. exactly yeah. absolutely absolutely but out of all the solutions, it seemed to be the most promising. But again, yes. I'd like—I'm going to try it today. I'm curious how it works. Uh, it's really uh, the only practical solution. I would it. agree. Yeah, long, long-term practical. Yeah, exactly. for sure. As long as it works properly, then it's definitely the most practical uh, solution. And it really is the—I mean, indoor navigation is the future, and it is—you know—people who are blind or visually impaired using GPS. We've been so—it's uh, been great to be able to get to the door. But it's always either, first with GPS, it's always the last 10 feet that's the hardest. Yes. Like it tells you you're at the store, but now trying to find the door is a pain. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but once you get inside, then that was that's like a whole new battle that yeah. we just haven't been able to accomplish. So this indoor navigation, once it's done, and, and what the, other, the other positive piece too is the indoor navigation is not just beneficial for people who are blind and visually impaired it's mm-hmm. also beneficial for sighted individuals yeah, to get around airports and stuff yeah, which means totally. most likely we'll see it you know roll out faster so yeah, that's awesome. cool something to look forward to there and corby talking about navigation why don't we just quickly roll into oco i don't want to spend too much time because we are gonna have a show on this but yeah oco yeah. is uh they were actually in milwaukee doing a quick meetup but basically oco is a uh, iphone only right now app uh, that uh, allows you to, using artificial intelligence, allows you to identify walk, don't walk, and countdown uh, uh, traffic signals. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we took it out last night when we walked uh, over to the Mexican restaurant, and what I uh, launched the Oco app, pointed it at the corner uh, straight across where I was crossing to. Took me just a second to kind of move and find it, and once it hit it. I got both tactile, so it would vibrate and beep in sort of and mimicked sort of the same audio signal you'd hear. So when it was don't walk, it was beep, beep. And so it vibrate. Once it was the walk sign, then it vibrated quickly, beep, 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 beep. Mm-hmm. And then when the countdown timer, uh, then you got a, another different tactile signal too. Visually, you'd also get a green, uh, red, yellow, green. Yep. So you kind of knew uh, what to do there. Uh, free. Yes. Accurate. It, yes. it worked pretty well yesterday. Yeah. Um, we're not going to dive much into it because on March 
30, whatever our next Tech Connect Live is, is the 30 or 31st, two weeks from today. We're going to have Michael on from OCO who will be coming and talking about it more. So if you're interested in that, um, we'll talk more in two weeks. Really exciting uh, technology, I think. Mm -hmm. Available in two countries right now. Yeah, Belgium and the United States. Hopefully, yeah. All right, on to the next thing, which is uh, Orcam Read Stand. I'll talk real quick about this. Yeah, please. Um, Orcam, the Orcam Read is a really neat OCR device. It's a handheld um, OCR device. You, we have a produced video on it, so you can always go to our YouTube channel and take a look at that if you aren't familiar with it. But um, they have just come out with a stand for it. It retails for $200. Um, it's not anything super exciting, but what we have basically is a collapsible stand. And the idea is to put the Orcam read at the correct distance to capture an 8.5 by 11. So um, the stand itself, the base has um, a, a kind of back bar and then two side bars. So you can feel uh, to uh, position the, the paper correctly inside there. That will uh, fit in your 8.5 by 11 in a, um, in a portrait uh, format. And then there is an adjustable height um, bar. So actually, if you are doing a smaller document, you can actually lower the level of the bar. Uh, but if it's a larger document, you'll want to raise the level of the bar to put the Orcam read at a further distance, uh, mm-hmm. give it a wider field of view. And like I say, we'll capture an 8.5 by 11. Now, uh, you can also actually rotate. So the uh, the Orcam read kind of just slots into a little uh, pocket at the top of the uh, the bar, and you can also rotate that so you can use it for OCR in the distance as well. Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah, so I guess if you're in a school context or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. um, then that's the idea behind that. So, like I say, nothing um, nothing crazy, but it did did seem like a useful addition. I think two hundred is a little steep to be well, honest. Well, but remember, it also came with the external speaker. Oh, that's right. I forgot about so that. So it came part. with yeah. a speaker yeah, that you right, could yeah. connect, so it would make it louder. And he did make it clear, like if you buy it. Standalone. So my guess is, if you're buying a read outright, b- yeah. brand new, I'm guessing the stand's going to be cheaper. They do do a yeah, they do do a package deal, and I forgot uh, how much you said that was. Now um, I forgot about that speaker. I don't know if that was built into the stand. I don't think it was. It was you got it with it the stand, but you, thing, yeah. he said you like it was a place to slot it into like somewhere. So yeah, yeah. Um, Svetlana says, thank you very much, guys. Your input is very important, especially for uh, any international viewers who'd like to learn about CSUN and what exhibitors are offering there. Yeah. By the way, they have very, very good uh, wineries in California. Uh, that's a very good know. point. Yeah. So I'm actually vacationing here after the end of season for a few days with my wife. So uh, maybe we'll. Uh, I'm flying out tomorrow morning. So no, no wine. No wine for you, sadly. No, no. But uh, yes, uh, maybe my wife and I will check some of those out. And uh, thank you. Maybe for watching, Sedona Stephon. Dave can. Uh, oh yeah. Take you out. We should. That maybe. Yeah. Let's talk about Sedona yeah. Dave. Yeah. So we met uh, Sedona Dave, yeah. uh, a gentleman named Dave who lives in Sedona. Yeah. We were actually introduced to him from Barry Asman yeah. from. Um, Blind from Blind Shell yep. and um, in in the Low Vision shop. Shop, that's right. Is that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so uh, Sedona Dave is the owner of Aware a werewolf gear. Well remembered. A werewolf gear. Very um, well remembered. And he's created a product called ATC, All-Terrain Cane. Yes. And um, when I first saw this cane, actually Sam from The Blind Life, we ran into him and we actually saw it first from him. Yeah. And uh, it's a graphite, I'm sorry, it is a titanium yes. cane uh, foldable with, uh, with metal, uh, the inside kind of cord is metal, yes. comes with a big rollerball tip, it has a 16 inch handle on it, and what it, it also has this interesting clip when you unclip it, 
it goes from 51 to 61 inches. And at first, not being an outdoorsy guy, uh, which you, you know, you can kind of I, I would never have guessed. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't understand, like, I just buy a, my cane. I, yeah. you know, I get this length. Why does it need I, to yeah. change length? But when you're an outdoors person and you are hiking uh, or you're going up big, a cliff or down or a beach, you want to change uh, the you want to change the length of your cane, and then you're also changing the grip of your cane depending on what you're doing mm. too. So this cane allowed you to more safely travel, uh, you know, doing hiking and 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 that kind of stuff. And I don't think it has to be straight hiking. I actually liked it, you know, again, even though I'll never hike. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at picking one up too because I, I thought it was quite light for uh for how strong it was and it was it, i like I, I thought it was a great cane yeah sam was using it last night as we mm-hmm. walked to the uh the mexican and so that wasn't a hike it was just a, a walk around the block yeah um, but uh, yeah i think it's, it's perfect for that too um but uh, judging by sedona dave and how fit he seems <laughs> yeah exactly i would say that it definitely uh seems like it does he the job, uh, so. he 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 is a perfect example of inventing something because of a need yeah exactly you know? yeah, yeah, yeah and it retails for 120 dollars, and you can get it from awarewolfgear.com yeah and uh, jonathan's put that in the chat Perfect. as well thank there you jonathan. Go. thanks jonathan yeah um so um we also got to touch some genuine sedona rocks oh he did bring some yeah yeah so yeah. We, there was some rocks that had been brought over from sedona and barry asman um told us that we we needed we to, had to, to touch, to touch them and yeah. get, to get the energy of sedona good vibes yeah so um so yeah if we feel if we seem particularly energetic today then yeah. that's probably why mine wore off <laughs> I have a, i'm having a sedona rock hangover right now <laughs> Um, Doug says, I like the Orcam Read. It works great and I find it easier to use than the Orcam attached to my glasses. Thank you. That's good feedback. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot cheaper as well. So that's always a bonus. And I think we have time for one more. One so more. I'm going to, I'm going to make you a make executive, executive deci- decision yeah. here. We, because I'm going to talk about this because this isn't going to be part of our video. No, I don't want um, to. Which would be the ret- retinal projector QD laser. Yes, I believe Quantum it's. Dot. I believe it was uh, RM dash two five eight dash TI. <laughs> it was it a very un- did, uncatchy name. It did not have a retail name just yet. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, be- quickly before I do that, I forgot. Uh, let me switch to our desktop share here. I will just quickly bring up. This would be uh, the Good Maps Explorer. If anybody wanted to check that out. The URL says goodmaps.com, so not too confusing there. And uh, that's just some images of somebody using that and a bit of a description on this web page about what it does. And then we also have a uh, web page for the OCO as well. This is the app that tells us about uh, crossings. And uh, that one is actually ayes.ai forward slash OCO. So that one's a little bit uh, different. <laughs> but uh, again, on the page there, they have a description. Uh, and some images of that. And uh, this particular device that we're talking about, well, uh, we're about to talk about here, they don't actually have an image of what the presentation was about, but their their website seems to be qdlaser.com. That's laser with an S. I think in America, do you spell laser with a Z? I feel like... Uh, I think it's both, but yes. Okay, Well, this one is is laser with an S anyway. Um, So you can go to qd... Say again, sorry, Jonathan? Sorry, I think it's an S. It's an acronym. 
Oh, okay, fair enough. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we had this conversation with Jonathan yeah, before. Did. He told us what laser stood Although I've for. Seen, I've seen it with a Z tons of times, yeah, too. So. I guess if you, spell it, I think wrong, if you spell it wrong, then you spell it with a Z. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, anyway, so this particular um, device is, is a little bit different. Um, and it's a little bit weird. It's confusing. It's, it's confusing, yeah. yeah. So basically what they have done is they've been working on retinal projection through the use of uh, quantum dot lasers. Ask me what a quantum dot laser is called. Um, what is a quantum... What's a no QD, idea. What's a QD laser? I have no idea what a quantum It's a very low is. energy laser that yes, can uh, penetrate that. the eye and be directly onto the retina. You should get a job there, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, I invented it. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Well, you must have done that. I yeah. took a laser pointer and... <laughs> I <laughs> shot it in your eye. <laughs> so, right. um, so uh, yeah, this is a very low-power laser, so it does not... Um, it does not damage your eye at all. But yeah. the idea is to bypass the lens, to bypass um, the cornea, you know, and uh, project an image directly on to the retina. Um, now, the main use case seems to be for people uh, who have refractive errors. So if you are long-sighted, short-sighted, if you have astigmatism, um, then you don't need to worry about wearing glasses because this will project the image directly onto the retina. Yeah. Also, they did mention cataracts as well, uh, but none of this stuff relates to low vision. However, they did then start to talk about using this as a low vision aid and they had some video with uh, a gentleman with Stargards yeah. in Japan. And also they had a video with Sam and somebody called Blake. Blake which you. I again I find it interesting with the Stargards because of the Stargards is a damage of that central oh, part of the retina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, anyway. So, so we're not hundred percent sure like how this is supposed to help if you have damage to the retina, but they seem to suggest that it does. Um, but the weirdest thing about it is basically it is a um, uh, an accessory for a regular camera. So you buy it in a kit, it comes with a Sony um, SLR camera and the the camera slots into this accessory mm -hmm. and this accessory has an eyepiece on it and so you look, uh, you connect the accessory to the camera via a HDMI cable and then you look through the eyepiece and the eyepiece is projecting directly yeah. onto the retina whatever the camera is looking at. And so in the video of this Japanese gentleman who had uh, Stargarts, I think, in, yeah, in the video, um, he was walking around looking at stuff, holding this ca camera up yeah. and using it to look at stuff. And then at some points he had these really long telephoto lenses and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's cool in the sense that you can swap out camera lenses. And so, you know, you've got a lot of variety in terms of um, the image that you can get to the eye. But also how practical is it to walk around yeah. with a camera with a long telephoto lens on as a vision aid? It was, I, I mean, I know we were talking with somebody last night and they mentioned that, you you know, they saw, uh, they were using it, and they were they were on a sleigh, yeah. and they were able to see the horse really clearly in front, and someone like working on the horse, and then as yeah. soon as he took it away, he couldn't see it at all. Yeah. But then uh, someone else was like, it doesn't work at all for me. It actually, I see yes. worse with it. So, yeah. and the, the presentation itself was a bit, they never really, to me, I never felt, I didn't walk away knowing what it, what it was for and who was it for. Was it yeah. photography? Or was it a low vision device or both? The messaging or, was very confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and they might not know yet. Yeah, I mean, that's true. They, they, the cool thing is, is they have partnered with Sony. Yes. Uh, and Sony is, is highly invested in it, it sounds like. Yeah. So, um, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, I think the technology is very promising. Um, there could definitely be interesting applications. And in fact, uh, strangely, in Japan, the company actually has a wearable device that is using this 
QD laser technology. So on the screen here, I've just brought yeah. up their website and uh, there's like you know, a wearable device here. And so that would be a lot more practical if you're gonna do um, this retinal projection yeah. for somebody with a vision loss, it would be a lot more practical to have it in a wearable rather than trying to hold a camera up. So yeah. they said that that at the moment, um, you know, that's only in Japan, that particular thing, but perhaps that will come to the States as well. Um, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan here says laser equals light amplification by a stimulated emission of radiation. Mm -hmm. All right, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you about that in five minutes time, Corey. We'll see if you remembered it, all of those words. Light amplification. Yeah of zippity doo because I, I want it to be L-A-Z-E-R. <laughs> uh, perfect. And uh, from YouTube, Harpreet, how would this work for me? I have glaucoma. My acuity is 20 over 300. Harpreet, I have no idea. How yeah, I mean, actually, it. though, I think Harpreet, being a glaucoma, that's It'll actually... Work well. It yeah. worked well. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. it's really... I think it's going to work best for individuals who have strong working retinas. If you've got cataracts, yeah. astigmatism, like you mentioned, anything happening in the front of the eye, Hmm. You know. I kind of wonder whether you might be able to change the size of the image that's being projected on the retina. So if you do have peripheral vision loss, you could shrink the image Trying down to, yeah. uh, to fit within that good area. Yeah, if it's only if you can focus the the cue, you know, those lasers yeah. just onto the healthy part. Yeah, yeah which they didn't mention, mm -hmm. uh, but that could be an interesting use. I mean, also mapping the retina and finding. Those I was going to say, vision, <laughs> yeah. you know, each device, not only the mapping part, but then each device would be unique. You know, yeah. they'd have to, these kits would have to be well, then not tailored. Not necessarily, because I mean, if the lasers can shoot wherever they want to shoot, then all it has to do is shoot in the right direction. So oh, I see. You wouldn't necessarily need custom pieces. Yeah, you're not changing the laser, you're just changing where. where, where yeah, 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 that makes so, sense. I think there's uh, some, some interesting applications. Yeah. Hapita, I recommend fly to Japan. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. uh, and let us know. Yeah. Uh, like, and if you could bring us with you to do a YouTube video, that'd be great too. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, we are over time here. So uh, thank you everybody for joining us and thank you for your uh, your uh, chat your comments yeah. and all, all, all of that good stuff thank you for the jokes uh, we do have some more stuff here but I think everything else that was on our list is going to be in our video that we're going to be uh, releasing so we're hoping potentially to have three, uh, three videos um, two of them would be on just interviews with uh, assistive technology manufacturers here and the third one will possibly be a good match. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Depending on time yeah, and, we'll and how it goes, yeah. logistics. But. Exactly, yeah. But uh, anyway, keep tuned to the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash in focus. No, no it's not. YouTube.com <laughs> forward slash vision forward tech connect. There you go. Uh, that's youtube.com forward slash vision for tech connect Jonathan if you wouldn't mind putting that into the, the chat there and uh, obviously this video will be archived on there so if you want to go back and check it out then you will be able to see it on there we just released a video uh, on Saturday yeah on the new yeah. uh, in the new indoor navigation of seeing AI the world yeah. channel app it uh, go check it out it's a cool video yeah, it's a really fun video to make so uh, and uh, we've had some good response yeah. to it so if you haven't seen that then go check it out it's uh, extending the the abilities of seeing AI to give you indoor yeah. navigation which we've just been talking yeah. about with good maps there um, so that's definitely worth checking out and of course we will be back on the live show here in two weeks time and as we've already said we are going to be joined uh, by is it Michael Michael yeah, yeah by yeah. Uh, Michael from Oco and we will be taking a further look at that app I do think it's a really cool app and it's definitely something which uh, is uh, needed so um, yeah, it's definitely worth yeah. uh, tuning in to check that out everybody have a 
great couple of weeks until next time. Uh, we will be signing out from CSUN here tomorrow, so we're going to get as much footage as we can today. Yeah. And uh, maybe if any of you guys come to CSUN next year, hopefully, maybe, well, maybe we'll be here. Maybe we'll yeah. be at a different conference. We'll but, figure it out. Anyway. Um, just a quick note, no, yeah. no outro music. So we're oh, just, yeah. just going to cancel. We're just going to boot you right out of here. So yeah. I know how much... How many of you love to sit and listen? Uh, and I'm I am curious, so maybe we can throw it in the chat next time. But yeah. how many people wait till the end, and yeah. do they know what we do, they do at the end? Special surprise yeah, at, at the end, end of yeah. everyone. Uh, but that won't be happening today. We are just going <laughs> to close out. So thanks again, everybody, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.